Want to hear us promote all the things we're doing instead of updating Infendo.com? Listen to us every Thursday night at those times that we're, that we're on in the different time zones. So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 619, I think, you know? We joked about this. I'm getting the head nod from Eugene. I'm going to say it anyway. We joked about this pre-show when we were just fooling around making noise, and nobody told me if I was right or wrong, so, you know. Um, Justin is writing in our show private notes, WTF is this music. Justin, this is Diddy Kong Racing, my good man. Uh, Come on. You need to get this in your life, I know I've heard it before, but it was not familiar to me. Well, maybe we'll get that soon with the N64 Online. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, As you can tell, we are super prepared. We apologize if you're a live viewer or a produced viewer, I guess, actually, because none of you got a show last week. We apologize to anyone who is watching or listening to this. (laughs) Also true. Apologies for last 618 have, episodes. I think I may have said in our private chat that I might throw something up. Never did. So, sorry, but we're here now, guys. Yeah, we're well, here we're now. here and we're ready to do a show for you. And we are so freaking prepared. We have so many topics planned to talk about tonight. So Boy, howdy. Get hype. But before that, I would like to introduce this all to you so you have a little idea of who these voices are that are filling your head and communicating with you for the next hour or so of your life. I'm Justin. I've already called you out once tonight. How are you doing tonight? And where can the people find you when you're not doing this wonderful show? I am doing not terribly. Um, and about as good as we can ask. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been it's been a rough few weeks in my personal life, but um, I'm I'm managing. But uh, you can find me um, wasting my precious time on Twitter at Infendo Justin. Um, and you can also go to the Disney Park bench and see all the stuff that I've been neglecting to do. Actually, October was a pretty busy month for the website, so there's a lot of new stuff to check out there. Um, November might be a little scant. We'll see. You've still got about 20 days to make stuff happen, and I believe in you. Eugene, buddy, how you doing? And where can the people find you? I'm doing all right. I got a little frog in my throat, as you can tell. Um, I've been out to see the people lately, and I feel like um, my immune system is not helping me out very much. Don't got COVID or anything, but it's like, man, what does a scratchy throat feel like? I haven't left the house in like Mm -hmm. two years. But um, aside from that, doing all right. Um, You can find me and all the stuff that's going on on Infendo.com in case you're interested. But more importantly, Lucas, how are you doing and where can the people find out what's going on in your life? Well, I also have, I don't, I, I wouldn't say scratchy, but it's definitely like sensitive and it wasn't like this until pretty much right after I clocked out of work. Um, I was in public this week because I went to jury duty summons on Tuesday and sat in a courtroom for seven hours. Oh, Fun boy. fact, apparently telling the judge that you don't believe you have the right to judge other people is a pretty easy way to get out of jury duty. So I, I am not serving, which is good because if I was, I'd probably be be there today but um other than that i'm doing pretty well i guess i've been playing a lot of video games in my free time and i plan on talking about a lot of those with you guys tonight but um before that 
we have some some topics to discuss, a, a few big things, a couple of small things. Um, so why don't we just jump into it with the big news of the week, I guess, which, unless somebody has something more exciting, I think is the fact that we now have Twitch on your Switch. So I guess technically, hypothetically, you could be watching us on a Nintendo Switch right now if you really mm-hmm. wanted to, which is kind of a dream come true for me. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not really a person that uses my Nintendo system as an application for watching things. I used to do a little YouTube on it back in the day. Then my YouTube app stopped working with Nintendo for some reason, and I couldn't load into it or watch any videos. So that pretty much stopped me from using that. I don't really, this is going to probably make me look really bad, I don't really watch anything on Twitch. I like YouTube for content. I like like pre-recorded stuff, which lends itself a lot to the kind of content that I make in my free time. Yeah. I'm not really a streamer. I think unless like Steve is playing a game, I'm not really watching anything on Twitch. So speaking this of really YouTube on a me. on a quick tangent, I know we're talking yeah. about Twitch, but how do you feel about the way that they've uh, hidden their dislike count now? Have you noticed that? Yeah, that's kind of uh, kind of funky, isn't it? It's weird i mean i mean youtube is youtube is a platform that i really appreciate for its ability to deliver a medium where anybody can go on and create content like myself right i can go on and play super monkey ball and get like 10 views and it's like the highlight of my week right because i just i like making content and it's really special to me i found a lot of creators that i really like through youtube the platform and the company mentality is abysmal, but I like the people that use it despite the platform, so I'm a fan of the, the platform by, like, extension, you know? Um, sure. Twitch seems more user-friendly, I think, just based on what I've seen, and I've heard some stuff about Twitch, too, but they seem a little bit more into their creators, I guess. They're not constantly, like, changing rules and making exceptions for people that have, like, a bunch of followers and stuff yet. So, I don't know, maybe they're a better platform. But yeah, YouTube's always been kind of sucky, especially... Boy, I'm just attacking everybody tonight, but especially since Google bought <laughs> them. Like, let's be real. Once Google merged over and purchased YouTube, it was kind of all over. But, you know, YouTube gonna do what YouTube gonna do. I don't know. What do you I guys honestly, think I about I don't stuff? even remember. Yeah, I have YouTube no feelings on this whatsoever. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Eugene. <laughs> no, I was just I was just making a quick comment. I don't even remember YouTube before Google. Yeah, I do. A yeah. I like, bastion I... of free expression now. <laughs> I liked it more. I, I never really watched YouTube until about, oh, I don't know, five years ago or something like that. So, um, and now it's pretty much all I watch. But, um, yeah, Twitch is not something I have ever watched or cared to watch. Um, kind of with uh, Lucas on this, I like the pre-recorded, um, the, the more produced content. Um, I have no interest in sitting and watching somebody else play a video game because, you know, I could just sit and play my own video game. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, so so yay, Twitch is on the Switch. I would like to also get, you know, like Netflix and other things. Now that I've started using my Switch more in bed, it can be a video device. But, um, yeah, I mean... 
So I'm not going to complain about it. It's good for somebody. Somebody's going to get use out of it, so... Let's have a conversation about that tonight, then. Because, you know, let's be real. We don't, we don't know what we're talking about here. Um... What are your thoughts on Nintendo in terms of like, like like video game systems being a multimedia platform and how Nintendo kind of doesn't really embrace that or do that? Because like they, they kind of tried, I think, a little bit with the Wii U, but they were very locked in their own devices. So they had a few apps that you could use, like Crunchyroll, I remember, was a thing. I think that might even be a thing on the Switch. I don't know. But um, but like me, what was it, Miiverse? Is that what it was called? The The... The writing and drawing I mean, app that everybody used, like, like they were they were clearly trying to make it more connective at one point. But mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard some people say that like a big reason why they don't buy Nintendo systems is because Nintendo systems are basically just video game systems. And with like an Xbox, you're getting a multimedia platform. You know, you can play movies on it. You can go online. There's all these things that you can do that you maybe can't do on a Switch. So, I don't know. I mean, you know my thoughts on it. I've never really wanted yeah. any of that stuff. But I, like, the only reason I care even a little bit is because the Switch is a portable with a nice screen, and, you know, and especially with the OLED, it's an even nicer screen. It's probably the best-looking tablet that I have, and I often play it, you know, playing in bed. So, like, that's the only reason I care is because I like the ability to use it as a portable, you know, streaming device. But I also have a phone. I have a tablet. Like, I, for the most part, want my game systems to be game systems. Like, I don't think I've ever downloaded a streaming app onto my Xboxes. I think I did for my PS3. At one point, my my PS3 was my multimedia device just because, you know, it was... And still is my Blu-ray player. So but for me, my besides... Xbox 360 was that. That was my very first streaming device. I remember getting Netflix on that, and just being like, "How is this working? How am I streaming a movie?" Like I was a bitch, but yeah, you know. See, and I, I did guess. have the media like remote for the Xbox 360. Interestingly, even though I almost never used it as a streaming device, but. Do you guys remember TV with two eyes um, from the Oh, I don't think I ever used it. I don't think I ever knew how to use it. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because, yeah, we did the Xbox as a DVD player a few times, too, back when we watched physical television, which doesn't even... Like, nowadays, we have... uh, Like, my parents use the, the Fire Stick, and I have all my stuff on my phone. And that's how I watch TV. That's how I watch YouTube. That's how I do anything on my phone like if i have to if i have to watch a screen bigger than like seven inches i'm crushed you know um justin no comment on that uh but i will say that i think i got the most seven inches i think i got the most enjoyment on the wii out of like the news channel the weather channel those kind of like weirdo like like bizarre well, pseudo game apps like the photo one where you could like edit your own photos and stuff the Wii well, was probably my most like multimedia then, platform <laughs> well and the difference is back then you know in the days of the Wii most people didn't have smart devices we didn't have smart yeah. TVs we didn't have streaming boxes like mm-hmm. so there was a reason to have that stuff although I don't know why Anybody, like, I know Netflix on the Wii was a huge deal, and like, but 
if you get it for literally any other device, you can watch it in high definition. But you know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like yeah. like I kind of get that, and I did love like the Weather Channel and the other things just because they were fun little little toys. Kind of like the things that come in every WarioWare game that you unlock mm-hmm. that you can play yeah. with for about oh, five seconds. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, like the alarm clock where Wario will shout at you to wake you up or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Or the you know the clapper toy thing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. So, so I look at it sort of like that. Like, hey, look, this thing can do this. I don't want it yeah. to. I don't care that it does, but it does. So you know. Yeah. 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 I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head, though, right? Like now with smart TVs, you know, assuming you've got the means to own a smart TV, which they're not that expensive, I think, compared to like a regular TV. I don't think you can get a non-smart TV anymore. I was just gonna say they're all smart anymore. Yeah. See, when I eventually move to my next place, I'm just gonna have my little crappy TV that I had in college that doesn't have like an HDMI cable. (laughs) So that's like, that's my life. But that's a choice, man. That's not a that's not a necessity. But, um, yeah, I guess with that, it just doesn't seem like as much of a need. But, you know, like, you talk to somebody with a PlayStation 5, they're still going to really tout the fact that it's like, this is my, my my Bluetooth or my Blu-ray player. You know, this is my whatever, right. blah, 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 blah kind of thing. And, you know, there are people out there, I think, like, to a degree, the ghosts of Steven, who would say that having some of these, like, technological advances are really exciting. You know, I could see Steve going on and watching Twitch with his Bluetooth-paired headphones and, his, you know, that, like, that kind of stuff. I- like, uh-huh. Yeah. Honestly, I want to go back. I want to go back. Let's go back to the DS where it was easy and we had PictoChat, uh, just like Wild Flavor and mm, Chat's can't talking do, about. Can't do, can't do PictoChat, though. That's how the child predators get you. <laughs> They're going to scoop you right up with that. <laughs> do you remember, uh, like, that, the, the text-based uh-huh. chat thing with... That you can only use like when you're five feet away. Oh, from I, 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 you remember the news reports where like the yeah. guy's like in the airport and he's like, it's like he's standing in both sides of the airport and he's like, your child could be at risk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I remember that and I but I used to take my DS to school like when that when the DS first came out and uh, you know we picked a chat like the five of us that had DSs. I whatever, used you know. to. I used to sit in the car on road trips with PictoChat open, just hoping that another, this is how only child I was, just hoping that another child would be in another car close enough to me and that he would also have PictoChat open <laughs> so we could communicate. And I would just send out like little SOSs waiting that, for a response. that ever worked. That's how it worked for me. I sat in the um, car with it open and I was like, come oh, on, yeah. baby. Oh yeah, I used to take it to so, like the mall. So I remember um, using I remember using PictoChat one time to have a conversation with my friend in the other room. I was in the bathtub and he was watching TV in the living room and I wanted to talk to him and this is before, you know, we had texting on our phones. So I was, you know, on my on my PictoChat and we were just having conversations and like <laughs> Do you remember Not like the most efficient method, but it worked. But see, that was what was fun about PictoChat, and I guess like to a lesser extent, Meverse, right? Because you could also draw things. So like we would have like like picture wars right. where we would like send out like photos, and then the other person would have to like take the photo and alter it and stuff. Like it was a it was a fun little app, man. I really enjoy. Yeah, I I like the Nintendo side of like entertainment stuff. You know, I'm a big that fan of extra apps. I just like them to be Nintendo branded. 
Yeah, that is one thing that the Switch is lacking. It doesn't have, you know, the face raiders and, you know, the the check me out and, you know, these, these weird yeah. little free apps that serve absolutely no practical purpose, but they're there and they're fun. Yeah, well, and it also never got, like, its Wii Sports, you know, so it's, 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 it feels a lot more right. like kind of a Nintendo Switch. Well, we got one, two a... Switch. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that it's <laughs> Nintendo's answer to a modern video game system, because honestly, it's kind of Nintendo's answer to, like, a PS3. But, but, you know, in that same vein, it's like, okay, no more kitty playing around time. You don't want a weather app. You just want a system, sure. you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, eh. Kind of want the weather, you know. I kind of miss the weather. Yeah. Oh, the um, weather app. Yeah. So spinning the globe hey. in the news app, or no? Was that oh, the weather I, app? Which one? Right. Was the globe. Was it the weather app? I think. You know, I, think I actually got a lot of my news from the news. Oh, it was yeah, cool. Totally. Channel, and you like, could get you could get news from like Japan and stuff. Like yeah, you could click on awesome. a country and get like headlines. It was it was a neat little. I little legit light. liked that. Yeah. yeah I really cool. I really enjoyed it, and they each had their own little theme song and everything. And, okay. and then you can set your your Wii to blink blue when the new news came in. Pulling or when you the got plug. a message from somebody. <laughs> We've discussed enough, and I need to bore you guys with Pokemon conversation for a moment before this period of time ends. So I want to talk <laughs> about something, because we got a bunch of data-mined details on the Pokemon remakes that are coming out later this month. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl? Shining Diamond and Brilliant Pearl? I don't remember which one's which, because I'm not that interested in them, which is weird for me. I used to do a Pokemon podcast. I put 750 hours into Sword and Shield. I should be this game's target audience. But I'm not. So, like, I was talking to Steve last week sometime about these games, and we've been kind of, like, in a weird crisis mode because, you know, we, again, we're the Pokemon guys, right? We like Pokemon. We play Pokemon. We live Pokemon. Sure. We would kill people for Pokemon, basically, is what I'm trying to say. And, um... Neither one of us are really excited for this game. And it's not for the same reasons that everybody else isn't excited. Neither of us think that the games look particularly ugly. Like, I, I get it. You don't like the design. But I think that it's a decent transition from a, an old DS sprite style to, like, a 3D chibi art style. You know, I don't think it's particularly mind-blowing, but I don't think it's bad. I think it's just the next step in what you'd expect for a game like this. I, Justin, you're chomping at the bit to I say love something. it. I, 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 that's... <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. that that's that's what I want my Pokemon games to look like. I'm happy about the graphics, but the rest yeah, it of it doesn't. Like, it doesn't. It doesn't I'm bother not, me at all. I don't care enough. <laughs> but what we've what we've learned is pretty much exactly what we expected, right? They did add something to like the underground, so there's kind of these little pockets where you can decorate your base and you can put statues of Pokemon, and that makes those Pokemon appear and they kind of show up in the overworld, so you can kind of walk into them and battle them, kind of like in Let's Go. But it's only for that. Um, you can have your Pokemon mm -hmm. follow you the entire time. They're bringing back a few features that were really nice in those games, like the time of day influencing the you know types of Pokemon that show up. So it's not like that it's a bad game, at least from my perspective. It's just that it doesn't do anything new. You know, like even like I've been actually, and this is one of the things I want to talk about and change the system. But I've been playing Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee again. Do you guys remember those ones? Those weird games where you don't actually, actually battle wild Probably yeah. some of my favorite Pokemon games that have come out. I have been really enjoying my playthrough of that. Like, it's... it's 
Kanto is pretty. It's never looked as good because we've never had like a 3D version of those games before. Um, it's it's fun to walk around the forest and find a Bulbasaur running around and like it's it's a little different. It doesn't do anything mind blowing, but it's new enough that I'm enjoying going back and playing it with these Diamond and Pearl remakes. Like we're not getting a Battle Frontier, so again, there's not going to be any like big end game kind of. The big end game is the same as the end game in the last like five Pokemon games. There's a bunch of legendary Pokemon, and you can go out and catch them all. But if you've played any of the other remakes, then you've already done this. You know, like, I've, I did this back in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Pokemon Bank was already a thing. I transferred them all over. I was telling Eugene before the show, I have Pokemon Go. I have Pokemon Sword. I've gotten all of these legendaries, like, three times over. I don't need them again, you know? So I, I, I can't believe that I'm saying this, but I think for both Steve and I, we're passing on these games, not out of like protest, not out of disgust. I don't hate Game Freak. I actually think Game Freak does an amazing job. I'm looking forward to the games that are coming out in January, the Legends Arceus, but the Pokemon guys are not going to be getting the Gen 4 remakes. And I think that should say something about like where we are with these with these remakes, guys. Like, I'm a little scared <laughs> that I'm not interested in these games because they just, they don't, Feel like they bring anything to the table other than i guess nostalgia you know i don't really know where to go with that because again i know i'm kind of the pokemon guy here but like <laughs> yeah do you guys have any interest like are you gonna buy them not me i yeah i mean i want to have interest because like i said they look like the type of pokemon games that i love but i already have yeah two Pokemon games that I love on my Switch that I never play, so, you know, I don't need another one. I'll get, I'll get Arceus, yeah. you know, I'll get the Legends yeah. game because that's something well, new, and I'll play it for about five, ten hours and fizzle out like I do with every other one, but... And like, make no yes. mistake. Make no mistake. At some point in a year or two, I will get an itch to play Diamond or Pearl, and I will eventually get these games, and I will eventually play through them, and I will eventually have the experience I know I'm going to have. But, like, I'm not getting these games at launch, and that's weird for me, you know? That's a weird feeling to, to be going through for me. It'd be like if they were coming out with, like, a Dark Souls game and Eugene wasn't buying it day one kind of thing. But maybe that's already sure. happened, too. What do I know? Well, no, not yet, anyways. <laughs> well... Um, thank you guys for listening to my rant. For more rantings like this, tune into Infendo Radio live every Thursday night at whatever time zone <laughs> you're in. We will be right back with Change the System after a word from our non-existent sponsors. Be right back. Enjoying this 100% pre-recorded episode of Infendo Radio? You'll absolutely love the live stream. Head on over to twitch.tv slash infendoradio Thursday nights at 9.30 Eastern. 7.30, who gives a crap time? Couldn't have said it better myself. Welcome back to Infendo Radio, guys. This is the part of the show that it's just become the second half of the show, honestly. But this has changed the system. This is the part where we talk about <laughs> things we've been doing, games we've been playing, experiences we've been having, loves we've been loving, foods we've been eating, cakes we've been touching. Anyway, um, I'm going to start tonight, unless you guys have any objections, because, man, my heart is full of bursting, and... 
I actually want to start by changing the system, which is something that I don't usually get to do here. Um, for those of you who've been listening to the show longer than I've been alive, at one point Change the System was actually a part where people talked about games on other video game systems they've been playing, hence the name that has become significantly less creative over time. <laughs> um, and I want to talk about not actually a video game system at all, but an album that I have been listening to. Because okay. a couple of weeks... I wanted to talk about this last week, but we didn't do the show. Grant Kirkhope released a 10-track album called Banjo-Kazooie Rejiggied that is a collection of remixed music from the Banjo-Kazooie games. It starts with Spiral Mountain, and it is like Spiral Mountain in 20 different genres. There's like, uh, it starts with him playing the kazoo, like, you know, the, the YouTube video that went viral, and it's just this like, you know, and it sounds really cheesy and corny. Then it breaks into like this hard rock, like power ballad. There's a part where he's playing like the theremin, and it's like this eerie space kind of like horror movie kind of thing. Just really This is cool hard tracks. to imagine, but um, oh, it I gets- think I'm going to have it gets weirder, dude. Like, there's <laughs> Treasure Trove Cove is just, like, straight metal. Um, my wow. favorite, uh, Gobi Valley is like that, too. Uh, Bubble Gloop Swamp is, like, very traditional, but um, the one that blew me away was, I think it's called, uh, what is it? It's not Freeze Easy Peak, is it? That's from Diddy Kong Racing. I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, it's no, the that's, Ice That's not uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Okay, then it is Freeze oh, yeah. Easy Peak. Um, it is so cool. He does, like, a summertime ska beach remix of the ice oh, level yeah. and it's like what? so so freaking cool dude <laughs> i guess like, i that have doesn't to seem download like it should now. work it's so experimental <laughs> is this on band really, um it is on basically i think anything that you can stream it from which really pissed me off because i wanted to give him money i ended up listening to <laughs> um, it on youtube like 20 times because sure. i don't have like itunes or whatever uh, Steve says free on Apple Music. Yeah, I think it's free on like any major streaming service right now. So just look it up. Banjo Kazooie Rejiggied. But I very much have been enjoying just putting Sounds that on amazing. the background. Yeah, it's been really cool. Um, in terms of actual games I've been playing, God, there's so many in so little time. Uh, Metroid Dread. <laughs> we started that last weekend. Yes. Cool game. Like, natural evolution of Metroid. I will mm-hmm. say freaking hard for a metroid game like like occasionally something something about not and i've just kind of like i don't like the counter attack thing like i'm not a fan of that i kind of wish it was a little bit more like aim up aim left shoot like an old school shooter kind of thing but like being able to aim freely is really cool being able to like attack while Dodging and jumping and spinning and sliding is cool. The Emmy encounters are freaking amazing. We've gotten to this point Have now you where been like Dad able and I are to playing counter. An, an um, yeah, I've attack. countered. I've countered the Emmys a few times. It's oh, usually okay. just dumb I, luck. But. I wanted to talk about this because I um I heard about this well after I was done with the game. So maybe yeah. it'll help you now that you're playing. Apparently, yeah. that each Emmy encounter the um, timing is different, right? So that's why really? it's really hard to. Yeah, that's okay. why it's hard to time it. So you kind of look for that light in the eye. I'll say it's, yes. If you react like right as soon as you get that little ping, that lets yeah. you know. So it's here's time the to, thing, though. Yeah. 
I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's actually two chances to counter the Emmy. There's the first one with the yes. eye, but I've then the never second when it goes for the when it goes for the neck pierce, you can counter. Yeah, I've done both. So I've never else. countered the second yeah. attack. I can only if I don't get the first attack, then I'm done. Like I'm. I'm so dead, while the timing is random, um, the time from the first ping to the second ping is always the same. So if you can like figure out if you can kind of get that in your head like okay this one took about like a half second or whatever then you type know of thing. where the second one the is second interesting one. wow mm-hmm. it's so it's just so cool like there was the part where um mm-hmm. i think at this point can i can i just go full like spoiler mode because i think i played the least out of us at least and if you're really sensitive to this maybe tune out for depends about on how far you've gotten because i might tune out Okay, I'm in, like, I just made it to, like, the third area, so do with that what you will. But, um, right, anyway, there's 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 one with, like, the first Emmy where, like, you have to stand on a platform and let water fill it up so you can, like, slide into a little mm-hmm, crevice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's really cool. Like, um, it, just being able to go invisible with the new power-up and, like, dodge the Emmy by jumping and clinging with the spider wall. There's just so <laughs> and many losing cool. life being and hoping And losing. hoping it yeah. doesn't <laughs> bump into you. Yeah. yeah. No, there's just... So I have many to say cool this I've, encounter moments. Yeah. I have to say this and I've said this on on, on Twitter and I think Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can definitely see the alien influence oh, in this yeah. game. Oh yeah, no, it's like an the 80s Emmy is, horror movie. Yeah. The the, the Emmy oh, yeah. is basically a robotic xenomorph. Yeah. Like it yeah. like it even the thing yeah. that comes out of its face like you're yeah. it's and yeah. it's beautiful. I, I, like it's probably the best alien game ever. <laughs> I appreciate the alien reference. I always go to Terminator just because, you know, even though I know it's Metroid was heavily inspired by Alien, it just reminds me of like a scene from Terminator 2, you know? But it's like, oh man, it's just so cool. Um, I will say to Eugene, the, I I don't think this really counts as a spoiler because it's the first boss kind of that you encounter, maybe the second boss in the game, but the Kraid fight, like I totally get what you meant about like they telegraph their moves. Like as I was fighting him, I was like, oh, okay, so I can do this and then I can do that and then I can do this. Um, yeah, it's the first Metroid game where I've actually felt like I could avoid getting hit by attacks. And, yeah. like, and learn yeah. and grow yeah. as you play. Yeah, like the second time, he killed me the first time. The second time, I got it, you know, and I figured it out. Totally. And, um, so here's something I, fun that I learned after I beat Craig. There yeah. is, if you sequence break and get the uh, the the bombs before you fight Craig, there's a secret yeah. way you can defeat Craig with the really? bombs without having to go through that whole second section of the battle. Really? Like they actually, they actually predicted that people would sequence break, wow. get this item, and then with go back and fight the boss. With a whole new cutscene too, by the way. Yeah, really? exactly. That's really cool. Like, See, I love it's that. It's so That's brilliant so cool. how they've put this game together. Anyway, kind of, I'm sorry. Kind of, I'm excited about this game too, so. No, you're fine. And it's been like really enjoyable. Um, I think if I have one criticism and it's a very... Like, like I'm searching for criticism, kind of criticism. I feel like the the constant shift cutscenes is kind of taking me out of the immersion a little bit. With like old school Metroid, I'm a little bit more a fan of just encountering things. And I feel like a lot of times when I go into a new area or I slide under a particular wall, you all know. of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm watching a cutscene and I, a thing is popping out at me. And I totally feel that because there's no. Um, 
you know when you walk through a door and it takes that extra like second of yeah. black, you're like, oh well, something's gonna happen now, you know? Yeah, yeah I, I and totally I didn't, I didn't that. mind it so much with like boss, but like with Kraid, it was kind of cool because it was like, oh look, it's you know, it's this enemy from all the old games chained up. This will be interesting. And they usually show you in the cutscene how to fight the monster, which is kind of cool, like charge attacks in Kraid's mouth, you know. But um, it's a little more annoying when it's like, oh, I'm sliding into a room and there's an Emmy, and now I have to watch Samus run from the Emmy and. You know, it's like I could I could do you with a little less. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's it's there. You know, I'd prefer I to know, just yeah, be experiencing yeah. it like in gameplay format. You know, but again, minor criticism to an otherwise really impressive game. I don't know that Metroid Dread is going to outdo like Super Metroid for me because I feel like Super Metroid just has that like Mwah, classic Metroidy vibe, but I'm really enjoying the game. Like it's it's. I have not gotten completely out, like, lost in Dread, which already yeah. puts it above Super Metroid for me. I actually kind of have. Like I I was hearing you guys talk about it and stuff, and I've been trying to use the map and put locations mm-hmm. and stuff. Big freaking map. Um, it's big. And- and I was surprised, actually. I thought it was going to be a little more straightforward, kind of like Metroid Fusion. I'm finding it a little bit harder. Like, I got the Varia suit. Almost completely missed it, because right before the Varia suit was a warp to, like, the third or the second area again. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to say, hey, before we do that, let's just go up here, because it looks like there's a little crevice we can go to. And there's a whole cutscene where there's fire <laughs> filling up the room. And, like, like I would have missed I'll all you, of oh that. My, so. I'll tell you what. There's a... Um, this game is humongous like this map is gigantic i swear there's so many different like warps and like tele once you get to the end of the game like you feel like it's a maze but i'm always amazed that i keep encountering it's like teleporters and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah whenever the path splits or you know i encounter a teleporter or a train or something like that it's like anxiety for me because i'm like well wait yep whatever direction I go off in I'm going to be for probably the next half hour like which way do I want to go like is is this going to waste my time or is it going to be worth it and it's usually worth it I will say though never gotten lost and felt like it was a waste of time and I know this is your change of system, Lucas, but I will say that the that for no, I, I me, just don't kill me when I talk for another ten minutes. <laughs> Fair for 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 me though the I, I got that too, Justin. Totally got that right. Like it's like God, another fork, and sometimes the fork has like you know three places that you can go to. So like you're extra anxious mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, but um you know for me even if I had to if it took me all the way to one corner of the map and it, it's. You can book in this game, right? Like, especially after you get some of your other abilities. I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil some of the stuff. But like, you start to get some stuff where you can really just start blazing through the game. So like, even at the end, when my map mm-hmm. was pretty much full and I had to go from one corner to the other, I was like, eh, it's fine. It's gonna take me like you know two minutes because like you can really just. <laughs> yeah. Start running the locomotion in this game is really snappy. Like there was one point where I had. I had wandered off to look for something and then realized it was kind of a lost cause or a dead end or whatever, and then had to go back, but the back and forth only took me a few minutes because, like, if you can counter and hit the enemies that attack you and blow past the ones that, you know, aren't attacking you, you can really move from one end to the other with very little time or trouble, but... Yeah. Yeah, if you get hit by one thing, you are stopped dead and you are forced into fighting this thing or it's going to kick your ass. I... I will say that normally I find playing Metroid games kind of a 
relaxing, if not slightly eerie experience, you know, kind of a quiet, slow, you know, paced kind of kind of game. Metroid Dread is an exhausting game. Like it is it is not a game that I play on like four hours of sleep kind of thing. Like it's it's a it's a game that gotta, takes a lot of my focus. concentration. Well it's quick, there's a lot of reaction time kind of stuff. Like I I'm I'm happy that me and Dad are playing it together because it's the kind of game that would be kinda of tough to just sit down and play on your own, I feel like. Like it's it's no super Metroid, you know? And and again I I don't really take that against the game. It's just kind of a different kind of game, but I've never really played a Metroid like this, other than maybe Samus Returns, but I never really got that into that one, the the remake at least. But Mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's Metroid Dread. I'm looking forward to having more to say about that when I get through more of it. I, we all, when happens. you guys finish that game, we have to have a spoiler talk about it on the show. Because I have to okay. talk to that about somebody I've been dying. All right. Yeah, I think we're in area three. It might three. be a while for me, but but I think I might be halfway, a third of the way, somewhere around there. I spent a lot of time on it this week. Yeah, we're in area three. We've killed like two or three Emmys so far. That went quick. I, w- I was actually kind of surprised at how quick you kill the Emmys off one by one, but I've been enjoying it. It's been fun. Um, next game that I want to gush over for 15 minutes, Mario Party, which I don't think either of you own yet, but um, let me tell you guys, it's really freaking good. Like, you know how I complain sometimes that Nintendo's lost its touch and it doesn't make games like it used to and stuff? They're back! Brother, Mario Party Superstars feels like playing the N64 Mario Parties, like in all the right ways. It is so, like, I, I almost can't describe it without sounding hyperbolic, but it it is so good at recapturing the feeling of sitting down and playing the good Mario Parties. And I know that there's, like, a nostalgia factor to that, but beyond that, it's just a really polished, well-made, tight controls, solid presentation with online. Yeah, that gets a little laggy sometimes, but not to the point of really being an issue. Me and Steve did disconnect once, but then it was just a matter of popping back in and starting up again from the same place we left off. Like, it, um, and I can play with Steve and his wife. Like, you can play with multiple people on one console. So, you know, if, like, you and Heather wanted to play with me and Justin, we could make that happen. With That's nice that you still have like, to just, have, like, each person have a copy, because sometimes they do that, yeah. right? I just, I can't tell, like, easily my game of the year. I can't tell you how badly I wanted this and how surprised I was. First off, just surprised at how amazing it felt. Second off, when I woke up the next day and I checked online, normally when I love something, I'm, I'm wake up to seeing the internet hates it. Everyone seems to agree it's a really good game. And I just, like, I feel good about that because it's like I finally feel like I'm in alignment with the rest of the world and with, like, what Nintendo's doing at the same time. And I just got, like, more of this, please. Like, it's just such a quality experience. Like, I'm so blown away by how good this game is. So if you are a fan of the old Mario parties and you want to experience this game, do yourself a favor and play it. It's got, like, a, a bundle of GameCube games, enough that you can filter for just N64 or just GameCube minigames. It's got, like, five mini games from the, the Wii era on, because, like, nobody liked those. They included, like, one <laughs> from each game just to, like, you know, 
fill the void. The music is all remixed at like the five turn mark. You get these like jazzy renditions of the original music. Oh, it's just such a good game. It feels so right. So like I'm, awesome. it's all I've been doing in my free time. Like when I, when I get bored, I go on and I was telling Steve and you before the show started, I've just been achievement hunting because there's all these achievements to get. There's like, like, oh, clear the, the triple trial mode in with an S rank or land on a Bowser space 15 times or have 200 coins at the end of the match. Right. I've been going through and just playing against computers and just like cheesing the system to like do whatever I want to do. But just really like this game dude like it's so freaking good um steve's also saying yeah get your online ones before people stop playing online i'm not as worried about those they keep them separate i just want the ones i can achieve you know i'm i'm definitely going to get the game but um i'm Mm -hmm. gonna it's a christmas game for me i'm gonna probably get around christmas time so yeah no i totally get that i i'm hoping that when you get it we can sit down and play together because it's so freaking cool like, I love it so much. Yeah. I will be playing this game for years and years and years. And I only hope, like, it's perfect as is. There's five boards, there's a hundred mini games, like, eight characters or whatever, you know. But, um, maybe ten, I don't know. But, but I, um, I hope they add DLC because I just want more of this amazingly good thing, you know. I would take Mario Party four boards. I would take more of this. I would take anything. Just keep giving me this amazing game. Um... The only other big... Oh, well, actually... Oh, God, there's so much to talk about. I'm sorry. Real quick, I've restarted Animal Crossing. Um, I'm playing Animal Crossing New Horizons because of the DLC. I'm not impressed, and I think we all knew I wasn't going to be impressed, but I've been trying to give it a fair shake. So what I did was I've been having an Animal Crossing craving. I started New Leaf again on my 3DS. I've been loving it. I've been playing through it. It's everything I wanted in an Animal Crossing game. I've been playing New Horizons. I didn't restart it. I just kept going with the town I already have because I feel like it's a lot of work to start up two towns in Animal Crossing at the same time. And I'm kind of proud of the work I did on the island that I already have. Um, I don't really notice much of a difference with the the updates. Uh, The villagers are supposed to visit your house. I had Anka try to stop in once when I first loaded in. And um, she saw that my house had cockroaches because I hadn't played in eight months, and she walked away. And I've never had anybody try to visit my house again. I haven't tried Happy Home Designer yet um, because, frankly, the decorating isn't really why I play Animal Crossing. They didn't really do anything about the animal's personality. So I'm playing both at the moment. Probably going to fall off New Horizons at some point and stick with New Leaf. That's fine. This doesn't have to be my Animal Crossing game. I'm more than happy to let the people who like designing houses and stuff play New Horizons. You know, I have New Leaf, so it is what it is. Um, Last big thing I wanted to talk about was really important. The N64 controller. Eugene, this would be a good place for you to piggyback in and become the next person to talk about the games he's been playing. But the N64... I'm sorry, Justin, that you don't own one yet. I know you've been looking for one. I hope you get one soon. My God, this is an amazing controller. (laughs) I I am jealous. I definitely... I'm not going to buy one off of a scalper. I will wait until I can catch them in stock. Please don't, because then they um, win. I... Well, right. And we already know from experience, Nintendo will restock. But So, yeah, um, they, they've already said they're coming out next year. Yeah, and I refresh every morning just in case. But, 
But yeah, like the the N64 controller was one of the best controllers ever in the first so, place. So I can only imagine what playing these games with it was like. So I do not gush about this stuff, right? Like I have an 8-bit dough for now all three of the first Nintendo systems. I've got an NES and I've got a, 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 a Super Nintendo. Or, and yeah, an NES and an SNES. Now I've got the official Nintendo one. First off, it feels phenomenal. Like it's it's feels weightier. Exactly. So like- it. Yeah, it, it does, but it, it uh, I never played with packs in my in my mm-hmm. system. I always uh, real quick. I never played with like rumble packs or anything, so mine always felt really light and like paper thin. This one supposedly it doesn't have as much heft to it as when you put an actual rumble pack in it, but the weight is perfect. Well, it's like the same weight as like well, yeah, the switch, and it just feels so good. Because because then you had a rumble pack and two double A batteries that you were holding as well. Um, so yeah, is the does the rumble come from? Like the oh, dude, where the port would does. be, or does it come from the mm-hmm. handles? It comes from it comes from the back. And okay, okay. I've never played an N sixty four game with Rumble. If I did, I played like I don't even know if I owned a Rumble pack as a kid. I know I had the expansion pack that came with like Donkey Kong sixty four or something. But I had but four. I I don't know that I ever really experienced Rumble with these games. Star Fox sixty four with Rumble is so freaking cool. Mario Tennis feels good. Yoshi's Story feels like I didn't know how good Rumble made these games feel, dude. It's so it's so good. incredible. It's funny. It reminds it, me of when uh, the PlayStation Three came out and their first controllers didn't have Rumble, and everybody's like, "The game yeah. feels so empty." And I'm like, "Isn't that funny mm. that this wasn't even a thing until just a you know like ten years ago when Nintendo introduced it? Now it is a standard." <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. it feels really great. I um, I am going to piggyback off and tell you that uh, I love my Nintendo 64 controller. One thing that I wish it did have, though, and I think I'm going to um, just do it. Um, I modded my Nintendo 64 controller um, back in the day to have a um, GameCube um, stick. Mm. I think Justin may have recommended I did the same that, thing. Actually. Yeah, yes. I think I did it on your recommendation actually, and I. I'm kind I think of I sent you the link because you can buy them on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And uh, uh, you can't do the same mod on this one because it's a slightly different connector. But somebody on YouTube has uh, shown you how to do it. I might do that with this. I don't know that I want to take it apart though. But um, it has the same mechanism as the old Nintendo 64 did. So eventually, it's going to get all wobbly and loose. So like when that See, happens, but- I'm. For me, that's just part of the experience. Like I like the thumb pain from using it feels good. The fact that it's gonna get all wobbly and loose is just par for that. Like I love all. Oh, of oh it. so I you have stuff? What is it? Like, yeah, no, I, feel I do. Like, they like might have <laughs> in in the years since found out how to prevent that from happening, but. See, people have said no. So no, my it's, big, apparently it's worse actually from what people are saying. My only complaint with the controller, and this is very minor. First off, real quick before I get to that, N64 games feel so good with an N64 controller, right? Like being able to boost in Star Fox with the the C buttons and, and that kind of stuff, so good. The one thing that it's missing is an X button. Um, it's got a ZR button because that's how you go to the menu in um, the, the the N64 menu. It's got a power button to, to sync and connect. It's got a photo button and a home button on the top. And then other than that, it's just a normal controller. Without an X button, you can't close out of games that you're in with it, which is really frustrating. So it's like when you go to the N64 it, library and then you go to the home like menu. C up? 
Isn't I C up, not, doesn't it also the X no, that No, that's like an up on the, the joystick. That's like right joystick. Yeah, there's no there's no X button that I've encountered. Maybe there's like a button combination that you can hit. Like see, all B I do is I, I just I'm trying to remember what I do. I just push home and just go home, and then see, I grab a real controller. See, yeah, <laughs> that's 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 the thing though. But like, and and this is weird because I feel like I usually don't obsess about this stuff. But not being able to close out of my applications with the controller unless I open another game really minor frustration that just grates on me over time so that's like that's like my one complaint but i can't wait to play ocarina of time with this and it i didn't realize how good like this controller feels just this is such a like it's such a horrible design but it's such a good controller oh no it's come on such a good honestly well, no, but is... like what is this what is this little extra nub on the on the left side like, you know what, what i love that? about the nintendo 64 controller is that what? it has uh it's got this a six button face right oh I yeah wish yeah that, yeah like Modern controllers had six buttons on the well, face, everything and everything else need, is the same. Yes. Everything you need is here, and when you're holding it, I know we're, we're on a podcast and so nobody can see us gushing <laughs> over these things, but when you're holding it, your, your finger rests on the Z trigger, so everything you need is literally just like, yeah. other, than the, other than the L button, there's no button that's ever out of reach with the, and I know we're, I know we're talking about a controller that was designed like 25 years ago, and this isn't news to anybody who's listening to this, but it's just so nice. Like, I like it so much. And the rumble is cool. Oh, man. Go on. You the only thing that Nintendo is... <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue talking about the Nintendo 64 controller just a bit. And then, yeah, I will, uh, you know, change my system, as it were. Um, the I feel like the only thing that, it, that the Nintendo 64 controller is missing now is not something that the Nintendo 64 controller is missing, but that the Switch UI is, in that there's no way that I can go into the system menu and remap my buttons. So, yeah. like, I, I, I can't, like change what l to x or something like that to yeah your point exactly. right like i couldn't do something like yeah. that so i it, i actually tried to go in and play like non-nintendo 64 controllers and you can do it to a point but mm -hmm. like you know you're missing buttons you know like i yeah. can't push yeah x. i mean i've been playing them portably and yeah it's it's not ideal um apparently um, I, I guess i haven't i haven't thought to try this but i guess the uh the right stick is also the c buttons so yep. that is yeah okay but like i hate that a and b are mapped to a and b i want to use b and y yeah because that's where a and b were you know there should be a Nintendo. You take this advice. You can you can use it. But there should be a bil an ability for you to on a per game level remap your controls, right? So like if yeah. I like on the Wii U. This... Yes. Yeah. Oh god. Like I had I had yeah. a different button layout for N sixty four games for each you know like for each one because of the different layouts were different. Like so for Star yeah. Trek sixty four. I had the controller laid out like a super, like the Super Nintendo super, Star Fox game. Super mm -hmm. Super Mario World always felt really weird on the original button scheme because it was like the B button was like your spin jump instead of your regular jump or something. So yeah, remapping right. those always felt really yeah. A A was yeah, the so. A was the spin jump, but that's because mm. you know you're supposed to use B and Y because. Mm. Because that's where your thumb goes. Uh, uh, my yeah. background is screwing up my picture, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that, definitely. The, the Nintendo. Nintendo 
Yeah, Nintendo needs to fix that and let us map our buttons. <laughs> totally, yeah, that's exactly my, what I was going to finish my thought with, actually. Like, the control, this controller right here, beautiful, perfect. But the UI now, I want to remap my buttons. So, okay, I will so that's say enough with... real quick, real quick yes. before you go. And I've been holding these for like 10 minutes waiting to get this out. <laughs> I, I have, if anybody's watching live, the now discontinued 8-bit dough versions of the NES and the Super Nintendo controllers that I got back before Nintendo decided to make them themselves. And they got ceased and desisted, and now you can't get these, and you have to buy weird, janky knockoff versions from 8-bit dough. Um... And I love them. Like, they're really cool. You can play, like, you know, games on your PC and stuff, which I think you can do with the N64, too, because it's just a USB. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing that's nice about, like, the Nintendo-branded version, like, these have solutions for, like, the home menu. Like, down and Y or whatever is how you get to, like, the home menu with these controllers, because they knew people were going to want to play Nintendo games with them. But when you boot them up, you just get, like, a generic gamepad symbol on your controller and everything. With the N64, you boot it up and you get a little N64 logo and it vibrates to tell you it's online. And there's a little sync button so you don't have to go online and download a bunch of firmware. It's really nice using like the official Nintendo licensed like tool. And I don't always yeah. yeah, I don't always feel that way about like, you know, licensed products, but it's just it's so clean, man. And it, it plugs in with a with a Nintendo charger, so it's the same as you would use to like charge your Switch and stuff. It's just Really nice. Anyway. Now you've got please. me on eBay looking up the 8-bit dough NES oh, 30 geez. controllers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to continue on because I know we're uh, clearly going to go long tonight, but, um, you know, still got stuff to say. So I'm going to try and power through so it's not too long. Um, I have been playing um, Nino Kuni. I wanted to talk about mm. that a little bit. Still love this game. Um, it's... I don't know, it's probably like a 40-hour game or so. I feel like I'm about halfway through. It's great. I love it. Fun game to play on the Switch. Um, it's a game that now I am just remembering how much I loved it. It's got a great soundtrack. It looks fantastic. So um, I'm excited to play Nino Kuni 2 now that it's out on the Switch About since about a month or two ago because I've never played that one. So excited to go right into that one. Um, that's all I have to say about games on that Switch. However, I do have this Switch, um, my wife's Switch. Um, it is a Switch that gets not so much playtime. I, you know, she plays it every, every so often. So I actually ended up hacking this Switch, and I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Because, um, we were talking about the Nintendo 64 experience and how it was honestly kind of lackluster and I will say that definitively because I can I, I can play Nintendo 64 games on this thing and I have been playing Nintendo 64 games on this thing and I can play Nintendo 64 games with this thing with the Nintendo 64 controller and um, so you've yeah, downloaded I, like a library of Nintendo 64 ROMs at this point? It's got RetroArch installed on it, so yes, I've downloaded Nintendo 64 games, I've downloaded um, NES games, I've downloaded SNES games on this thing. They all run fantastic. Actually, some Nintendo 64 games don't run that great, actually. So Star Fox actually runs better on the, um, the online thing, because, um, so I've been playing it there. But like... I've been playing Diddy Kong Racing a lot. That's why we're listening to that uh, nice. this music right now. 
It is good. It is fun. I am actually really excited I hacked this Switch, um, because, like, you know, why not? Like, I've owned all these games, most of these games, like, you know, I'm not gonna tell you that I'm 100% legal here, because let's be real. But, um, yeah, like, I love that I, that I hacked so, this thing. So, Steve, if you're listening, um, you may not want to sell your extra Switch. Yeah, I feel like that's my plan if I ever get a second Switch, is to use my original, like, version one as a... So, so, so real See, quick now you're making me you. want to do that with mine, too, because I have a spare now. I was going to give it to my kids, but <laughs> if I can, can use it for that... <laughs> Can you run um, GameCube games on the Switch? Yes. Or is that beyond its capabilities kind of thing? I- I'm pretty sure you can run GameCube games. I haven't that put GameCube games on this fun, yet. That would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would oh. be fun. Well, the re- RetroArch has a bunch of cores, and I'm pretty sure GameCube is one of them. But I haven't tried that yet, so I will have to report back on that one. Very but yeah, it's great. Um, it-, it is really easy to hack it as well. Um, you have everything that you need, Lucas, because you have a 3D printer. I, um, yeah, if you're watching the live version of the show, you can see this. There, it's a little, it's called a jig. And um, it is a little 3D printed um, object. And what you do is you slide it into the right Joy-Con rail. And it's got little, you probably can't see it on video, but it has like little metal connectors. And what it's doing is it's shorting out two of the um, connectors that are in there and simulating pushing the home button on an Android device. Um, and that lets you get into the boot menu or whatever. Oh, that and then... is so ridiculously simple. <laughs> like, okay, so, <laughs> yes. so, so let, me, so let me ask you a question then that I'm channeling from the ghost of Steve because he's, mm-hmm. he, he, for those of you who don't listen to the show every week, our ex-host Steve watches the show live most times. He's messaged Eugene three times now with the question, <laughs> can I hack a version two Switch? Can I hack a non-version one Switch? Can I hack a version two Switch? Eugene, can he hack a version two Switch or is this limited to the OGs? Because I think Steve actually has the version two, quote unquote, which is like slightly newer. So, I, I mean, I don't, um, don't think there's really any mechanical difference between... Uh, are we talking, like, the, the red box switch? Like, I think... I, I don't think there's any, like, actual, like, mechanical or technological there, difference. I don't think there is either. Okay, so, yes, you can... Most switches are um, hackable. However... There are certain versions that you cannot hack. So, like, I don't know that you can hack all um, red box switches. I think there are technically some versions of that that you can that are unhackable. I think uh, Steve probably got an early version though, so I'm guessing that his is probably hackable. But um, I don't know. I, you'd have to check on. You, there's there's ways to check it. The way to check it though is to have one of these and then to put your phone put your switch into you know basically like recovery mode and then you hook it up to either your phone your pc they even sell these like little things that you can just like put into the switch you know that if you don't want to do any of that and then you send a file to the switch and then it puts it in like super duper hacker mode or whatever and then you can check to see you know okay yeah is my switch is hackable or not um, I don't know, Steve. If you're, if you're, you, you would have to check for yourself. We can talk on offline if you're very interested about that. But yeah, <laughs> I hacked my Switch. It's freaking cool. 
I've been playing a lot of just like retro games on it. I haven't used it to be like a real pirate, I guess, and um, like, you know, buy Switch or get download Switch games that I haven't played. I feel like that's a step too far for me. I'm more than happy to play retro games, you know, like I don't really care. I don't feel like that's like that <laughs> nefarious, but yeah, it's awesome. Um, uh, the one other thing that I want to say about this before I toss it over to Justin is that there are a few limitations. Number one, um, probably know that if you're going to do this, just know that you're going to need to have a second switch because also, you're probably going to get yeah, banned from it's, online. It's it, it is technically not super legal because you're playing yeah. games without paying for them. So we didn't endorse this and all that. You know, we totally jump out, all all those not, things. Break your yeah, switch. Not like, be not like Nintendo sends us anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So yeah, definitely all those things are um, good points there, Lucas. But yeah, um, also the you either have to keep one of these on you if you um, if you don't want to like I, it's called like a hard mod or something. I don't know. There's a guide you can follow. If you don't want to do that, basically, then you have to keep one of these on you at all times. Otherwise, you're gonna put your switch in permanent um, recovery mode um, and then every time you turn on your switch you would have to like plug it into your phone or you know a computer to send the exploit to so it definitely has its limitations Honestly, probably you know? easier to just slide a little chip onto the side of your system and just activate it that way yeah, so yeah, totally, yeah. But, like, you know, it's so super easy, right? If anybody wants one, like, I have a 3D printer, and I'll send you one of these freaking things. You know, it cost me, like, two cents. cost me more money to ship it to you, basically, in an envelope. Please, you know? please so. just please just hack responsibly and with morals and don't use this to steal a bunch of games. Use it to play games that you already bought 20 years ago that you just want to play, you know? Mm-hmm. Be, be cool. Be cool. Don't be a jerk. But yeah, it's really, it's uh, worth it for me because like I'm enjoying so many games on my Switch and I think I talked to a couple of months ago that I hacked my Wii U. Everything's on Switch. And you know, yeah, well, right. But I, I hacked my Wii U and I was I played it for a little bit, right? But like it's, it's the Wii U, right? Like I don't want to be playing my Wii U. But give me a list of retro games on the freaking you know switch and yeah i'm all about it so yeah i'm now go loving full it full hacker and start playing playstation games on your switch that's how you win that's i you download it. it i downloaded twisted metal actually and it runs pretty damn good yeah so all right justin it's all you sorry i've been gushing about my hacking all right i'm gonna try to keep this uh, brief because we are running late and I only have 19% battery left. So um, there's really not a whole lot for me to discuss. Um, as far as Switch games, um, I'll have more to talk about uh, next week because uh, both the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Definitive Edition and Knights of the Old Republic came out today. So I have played about a half hour's worth of GTA 3, and that's about the extent of that. Um, I did, uh, I bought a couple, a couple of the Shantae games were on sale last week, and so I bought those and played a little bit of Risky's Revenge, which I'd never played. The only Shantae game I ever played was, uh, uh, Pirate's Curse on the 3DS. Is that the first one? That was no, the, no. that was the third one. That um, was the one the first that ended, one was, like, 
disappointingly quick and out of place, I felt. Like, it, it felt like it was just ramping up, and all of a sudden it just kind of stopped. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, um, yeah, so I played a little bit of that, um, and I've played quite a bit of Metroid Dread, but we already talked that to death, so I'm not going to really add much more to that other than um, I think I am... Why? I... <laughs> Watch, watch the video to find because out why I'm just shaking my head. Um, <laughs> because I anywho, can. Uh, I've defeated, I believe, my third Emmy, uh, possibly fourth. So I'm probably close to about the halfway point. Um, but I don't know. I'm doing my best to try to avoid spoilers because um, everybody else in the world apparently finished this game the day after it came out, and I'm still plotting through it. So I couldn't um, put it down. I don't know how you could. I not having time or See, attention I only, span. I can only play like a couple of hours before I'm like, okay, that was yeah. a lot. It, yeah, it's it is. It, it is mentally me week, and sometimes guess, emotionally but, yeah. exhausting to play uh, Metroid Dread. Speaking of mentally and emotionally exhausting, I tried playing Alien Isolation. Um, I didn't want to get super deep into the story, so I tried playing one of the expansions that takes place during the first movie and got absolutely nowhere in it. I don't know whether the DLC is more difficult than the main game or if there's just like a learning curve that I haven't gotten through, but that is a, that is a tough game. So I don't know how much more time I'm going to put into it. Um, I got it on sale, so not a huge deal. Um, mostly, actually, what I've been playing has been uh, on my Oculus Quest. Um, I finally have started playing some games that have been sitting on there for a long time. Um, I finished, uh, what is it, Super Hot VR. Um, I think game. I did that a I think I did that a couple of weeks ago, so I may have mentioned that already. Um, I've been playing lots of Beat Saber with all my custom songs, and like every time I play, I might download one or two new songs to it because the new uh, the new hack allows you to down the song directly to <laughs> to the unit instead of having to like download it to your computer and then upload it. So so that's pretty handy. I do like. That. Um, and uh, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge, um, which is a VR first-person shooter that takes place on the planet Batu, which is the land that the that the theme you know that the Disneyland and, and Disney World land takes place in. So, um, every, you know, like the beginning of the game, you're in this. Uh, like, not a, not the Ogus Cantina, but you're just in like a cantina, and you look out the window and you see the Millennium Falcon and the and the black spires in the background, and like having been there, like I recognize the place, so that's kind of cool. I'm and then everything just kind of looks like, yeah, looks like kind of those mountain ranges and stuff. It's a not bad shooter. Um, I would go so far as to say it's a good shooter. I don't know if it's fantastic. It is licensed and it is campered by a few things, but there's some neat things with it. Um, I find that the guns run out of ammo slash power a little too quickly. 
Um, so there have been moments where I've been stuck with just enemies bearing down on me and absolutely nothing to shoot them with. Um, sure. But it, it's really neat to be able to play a first-person shooter in, in VR. I use the jump move mode. I tried doing full motion and just felt like I was going to fall over. <laughs> that might be a mode that's best used when you're sitting because uh, once I switch to like you know there, there are two different ways you can do it you can do where you're playing it like a like a dual stick first person shooter or most first person VR games have a mode where you point a cursor at a spot and when you release the joystick your yeah. body kind of just kind of jumps through that spot yeah. yeah 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 it's I, not a full teleport like you like in this version you actually you know move with it but it definitely helps with the not getting sick <laughs> i i hate to admit because like i i've always fantasized about like this like you know dot hack um sword art online style like put on the headset and go into a virtual rpg world kind of thing I get so motion sick. Like, I played this one game that Colt was trying to get me into at one point. Like, a, just like an RPG where you could be like a mage or a swordsman and stuff. You could actually, like, walk around and, like, go no, like monster no, slaying. No, not for me. It is, it is so, like, sickening for it's me. It's jarring, huh? It, it, unless I'm sitting I got, down, I can't do something it, like I, that. I almost yeah. find it worse sitting down because the disconnect really? between my mind and my body, where my body is still and like I'm moving, it's it's really like my brain just can't handle it. Maybe with like prolonged exposure, I could get used to it. Like I know there are people who can't even play like Mario Kart because of motion sickness. So maybe mm -hmm. I could like learn to adjust, but it, it makes me kind of want to throw up. I kind of felt the same way when I was playing Breath of the Wild in VR with the Labo. Like something oh, yeah. about- See, that does not bother me. And I think it's because because yeah. it's third person, not first person. Yeah, um, like, so I just I felt like I was controlling sickness. a camera, not a character. Yeah, normally I never get motion sickness, but with VR, it kind of it's it's like Beat Saber, no problem. As long as I'm stationary, I'm fine. Once my character right. starts moving or the camera starts moving, things get so, funky for me, and I feel sick. So the first time I played a game like that. Um, the snazzy one got me it, uh, to play a little bit of Rec Room, which is like really simple, uh, simple VR games. And mm -hmm. um, there's a there's a shooter, like a first person shooter uh, game yeah. that you can play. And actually, I think the whole game is first person. But yeah, I had a really hard time with it for the first hour or so and eventually i had to quit because i was getting so sick and then the next time i played it i was okay so like it might be something that you can get used to um Maybe. i know he's played like doom all the way through yeah. in vr so i mean it's it's definitely doable but yeah i, I didn't want to deal with that i wanted to stand in the middle of my room with my stationary yeah. boundary um, and just, you know, kind of, you know, flick to move. And then what's, <laughs> what's fun is you can use the right joystick to turn and look, but you can also turn your body and look. So mm -hmm. like, like, yeah. so when, when I turn and look with the joystick, it does that, you know, the jerky mm -hmm. motion, and then I can kind of fine tune it. It's kind of like, uh, Splatoon where you can kind of fine tune it with the, with the motion. Yeah. But. Right. But yeah, and and then it's fun, like you ducking behind rocks and boxes while the, the things. And 
I'm looking like a fool, I'm sure, but I'm the only one who's awake, so it doesn't matter. Um, I, will, I will stand by this. Um, I don't know if you've ever actually looked into it or not, but I had so much fun with Sports Scramble. It's basically like Wii Sports. For I've thought about this. getting that. I might get it's it with your recommendation. I've seen try. that too, actually. It's a fun little game. It's it's a sports game, but it has a lot of little fun, like, silly modes to it. You can play baseball with pool noodles and stuff. I played a few rounds of it with Colt. I played, I can't remember either because there's like 20 of them, but I used to play a zombie shooter with Phantom back when we used to game together. It was kind of oh, like so playing like a Dawn of the Arizona Dead. Arizona something Dead. or other? I don't remember the name of it, honestly. It's been a while since I booted up the uh, the Oculus. But it, like those kind of games, it's just like the arcade games are so much fun. Yeah, I play. I played which, the Darth which, Vader experience, cinematic. I haven't movie, done that I yet. I really like. I really like just like the simple arcadey kind of games. Those are really like my hot zone, you know. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Like most of my time has been spent in in Metroid or VR. Or um, I did play some more Skyward Sword last night and finished another dungeon. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been. Not, not been a whole lot of gaming, but now that I have um, four brand new open world exploration games, I feel like, well, I don't know how open world exploration uh, KOTOR is, I've never actually played it, but it's still a big sprawling game, so now yeah. that I have those, I'll probably have something to talk about next week that's, that's new and exciting. Yeah, KOTOR is less open world and more kind of like your choices kind of matter. You know, that old... It, it's Bethesda, right? Am I wrong in saying that? No, Bioware. It? Bioware. I, I, oh, Bioware, that's right. That's actually who I was thinking of. Um, yeah, that, that old-school Bioware kind of like, you can choose one of four dialogue options, and they change how you progress in the game. Like, that kind of stuff. That really, like, classic, good, good Bioware kind of stuff. So, hope you enjoy it. I had a great time. I, 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 I wasn't going to get it, play but it's it, only so. 15 bucks. Yeah, so, right, exactly. Well, I, I got the, the I have first, so. I also got a Star Wars Republic Commando a little while ago when it was on sale because I've always wanted to play that and the Star Wars games are pretty pretty cheap. Um so I want bring us Battlefront, man. I want I want classic yeah, Star Wars Battlefront. It. Make it happen. All right, well, we have reached the part of the show where we get to the... the wait, 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 I'm sorry. One, se one second, one second. I just forgot one thing about my change of system. I've been playing those retro games, and the retro games have achievements. So I've been getting achievements in um, old Super Nintendo games, and it's cool. Okay, what do you on. What do you mean, like, the retro games? Are you talking about your hacking, or what, what is that? Yeah, on, that, on the RetroArch, you can download achievements for all your old games. Are you so, like, if serious? Weird. Yeah, that's what, that's what Super Metro... Metroid needs is <laughs> totally that's crazy. That's crazy. That's actually kind of cool, man. Yeah, and it pops up on uh, your screen. It tells you like the progress wow. of like what you're. It's cool. It's cool. Go on. It's Sorry. cool. It's a cool experience. I do wish. I guess. I, God, who cares? We're long. Whatever. Justin's computer's gonna die. Um, I I will say that um, I feel like Nintendo's presentation with Mario Party Superstars is hopefully a sign of things to come with them. I think it's the most like quality job they've done at either porting or releasing something new in a long while. I'm super impressed. I hope that the accolades that they seem to be receiving from people like critically spur them on to continue to try creating quality stuff like this because nothing about it feels phoned in. Very much unlike, I will admit, the N64 Online. I'm enjoying the N64 Online because I will take what I am given and I will smile, but like 
you know, as you're pointing out, there's so many better options from third-party, you know, pirating services out there. So I really do hope that they step it up a little bit because I, I, after playing Mario Party, I know that they can make a really good product. It's just about time, totally. effort, money, whatever the, you know, whatever the, the factor is that's causing them to not always do that with stuff. But yeah, let's hope it continues because I'm loving Mario Party so much, guys. Um, with that... We will be back next week. I, I was just going to say, we got to the, like, the credit music in Diddy Kong, so we made it through the whole <laughs> soundtrack tonight. <laughs> Literally, um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you enjoyed this episode of Infendo Radio, tune in next week. I don't know. Figure it out. You like podcasts. You know what to do. We'll be back. See you, see you then. Bye-bye. See you real soon. Adios. Peace. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha